Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome to this week's episode. We are talking all about calories and how I don't track them. (laughs) I also don't coach my clients to track them and I'm going to get into all of that. But first I want to talk about my kettlebell community that is just bringing so much joy to my life. And the joy is coming from watching the ladies just get the results that they have been looking for. They are increasing in strength. They're feeling so good and they're learning so much about themselves. We don't talk about perfection. We talk about progress and it's just such a beautiful group that I actually, that I absolutely just love. I want to share one little well, not little, one very lovely comment from one of our ladies. And she says, I have been doing my kettlebell class for a month now with Rosa. She is knowledgeable. She's a knowledgeable trainer. And I feel like the 30 minutes is more like 60 minutes because it is so effective. I barely warm up and break out in a sweat every time. I usually am not a big sweat person and it usually takes a lot for the sweat to come for me. (laughs) I can't wait to see what results I will have in 90 days. By the way, this is my first ever kettlebell experience. It's never too late and you're never too old. Oh, Joanne, thank you so much for that comment. I just love the feedback that we get. If you have been feeling unmotivated and feeling like you just need something to give you that balance of having someone on your side, having a community behind you, but then also finding that perfect level of also self-discipline so that you know that you can do it on your own. This is the group for you and simply go into the show notes and I'll have the link there for you, but simply it's at rockofit.com forward slash KB class. Okay, let's get into today's topic. Calories, why I don't track them? Why I don't make my clients track them? Look, This whole calories in, calories out thing, there is a truth to that in the sense that the fewer calories you you eat and take, then the fewer calories that you eat over the calories that you expend, you will lose weight. Not necessarily good weight, but you will lose weight. If you overconsume calories and you don't exercise Um, enough to burn off those calories, then over time you will put on weight. So there is a truth to that. But the whole calorie thing is so much more complex than that. First of all, how do you know how many calories you're burning every day? Second of all, the quality of your calories matters. You can eat a whole like your calories intakes for the day in one Starbucks drink, as opposed to having a nutrient dense, beautiful meal with proteins and good fats and gorgeous vegetables in it. So that's why I'm not a big fan of calories. The other thing is I find it's similar to the scale in that for many women, it becomes 
really a burden. It's psychologically, it becomes um, just like an obsession and it's not healthy mentally. And so I don't coach women to track calories. I also have never tracked them myself. I hate tracking calories. I don't know that I've ever done it. There are definitely averages. You can go online and find the formula where you put in your weight and, um, and your age and all sorts of things, and then find out how many calories you should be eating per day. You can find out those averages, but I'm not a big fan. I am a fan, however, of tracking. I do believe tracking is important, not as a long-term thing, but there is, for in terms of just educating yourself around the what you're doing, how what you're eating, if you're getting in the uh, enough essential nutrients, I do love it. And I'm going to talk about what I actually train clients to track for a period of time and what I do for myself as well occasionally. Now, I don't track all the time. I will track if all of a sudden I feel like I have loosened up a little bit on my habits and I can feel little habits sneaking in that weren't there before. And I'm like, ooh, time to get on track. Then I will actually use my tracker and it helps me a lot. But I don't use tracking as a form of punishment or anything like that. I use it for information and for evidence as to why maybe I'm not feeling so great or why am I a little more tired than usual? What have I changed? And so the tracking is really amazing for evidence. So the things that I track are carbohydrates and protein, and that's it. That's what I track. Um, what do I use to track? I use a tr- I use an app called Carb Manager. You can use any apps. There's Fitness Pal out there. There's all sorts of apps out there. I've just always found Carb Manager to be super simple. I think it's a keto app. I don't do keto, but um, I've dabbled in keto here and there. I, I don't have anything against keto. I just am not currently doing it and don't need to do it right now for my goals. And I don't think it's a great solution for women long term. Um, it definitely has its place depending on the goals that you are achieving or where you're at with your health. But however, I digress. I use Carb Manager again because it's simple. You can scan things in. I just love the simplicity. I'm all about simplicity. (laughs) The simpler we make things, the more likely we are to do them and to stick to them. So when it comes to carbohydrates, what I really like to do is a very loose form of carb cycling. So carb cycling is when you match your carbohydrates to the level of activity that you do for the day. For example, if you're going to do a strength workout, then you'll have more carbs than on a day where you're maybe just going for a walk. And there are all sorts of ways to carb cycle. A lot of people like to do like a one a one to one formula or a one to or a one to one where they have low carb, high carb, high carb, low carb. I personally fit it in with my lifestyle. So I look to work out three times a week in terms of my strength training. And so I make sure that on those days that I'm getting in those extra carbohydrates to sustain that energy, that that energy expenditure. So that's how I like to do it. And because my schedule changes each week, so I don't, for example, if you can do your workouts regularly, like say if you pick a Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, that's awesome. I don't always have that luxury. I just look at my week ahead and I do schedule in for my three days for that week. And then from there, I can then look at my carbohydrate intake. 
So I like to look at carbohydrates and keep them anywhere between 100 grams to 150. So on the days where I'm not training very hard, I bring them down to closer to the 100. And on days that I'm training harder, I bring them up to 150. Now I'm not a stickler for it. Sometimes um, it'll be a tiny bit less, sometimes a tiny bit more. And by tiny bits, I mean, I might be out by about five grams or so. So here's the thing with carbohydrates. One I find that when clients start to track, they will discover two different extremes. Either they were super low carb for a long time and they're not getting enough carbohydrates in, which negatively impacts sleep. And we know that if we're impacting sleep, then we're negatively impacting hormones, which makes losing body fat and putting on muscle extremely difficult, if not nearly impossible. So... I find that that's one extreme. The other extreme is an overconsumption of carbohydrates. Now, over consuming carbs, we like to call this carb carboside, <laughs> it plays havoc on your blood sugar levels. And with that, this impacts cravings massively. So if you're having cravings, you need to ask yourself, is my, are my blood sugar levels all over the place throughout the day? which then also just like the low carbohydrates, it can impact your sleep levels. So if you're finding you're waking up multiple times throughout the night, you're not sure why, this is one area to look at. It could be different reasons, but this tends to be a big one. If your blood sugar levels have been sporadic because you're over consuming the carbohydrates, this can be an issue. Also, I, what I love about tracking is we start to see where are these carbohydrates coming from? Are they coming from, again, that fancy, schmancy, mocha, latte, double, whatever they are? I don't even know what they are because I don't, I honestly don't order them. I don't like to drink my carbohydrates or my calories. So I don't tend to go for those drinks, but those drinks are having such a huge impact on women. And here's the thing. Here's the attitude that comes behind that. Oh, I so deserve this. Oh, I so need this. Look, you deserve and so many beautiful things, but I'm telling you that crazy coffee, um, you know, calorie dense sugar high drink is not what you deserve. I'm not saying stay away from coffee. I love coffee. I'm a big coffee fan. However, we are adding so many things to these drinks that they're not in their purest form any longer. They're just something totally different. And adding those throughout the week really does make a huge difference. So when we say we deserve to have this, we need to start reframing what it is that we actually deserve. We actually deserve to feel energetic. We actually deserve to feel vibrant. We actually deserve to feel incredibly healthy. It's not that fancy schmancy drink that we can, that we deserve, but we've, that's become a thing. One, because of marketing two because again, it's quick, it's a quick gratification. It's a quick fix. Whereas health takes time. It takes effort. And so we often go for the quicker thing. And I say this not to beat ourselves up over it. I say it so that we can start to change our mentality around this and start to recognize what we truly deserve for ourselves. So again, 
that's what I track. I track the carbohydrates. Also, I want to talk a little bit about the low, low carbohydrates when we go too low. Yes, it impacts sleep, but it also can, not having enough carbs can make you feel really weak and quite fatigued throughout the day. So it's important to get in healthy carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates. Complex carbohydrates are a slow release of energy so that you don't get that afternoon crazy crash where then you're then looking for the sugar and the caffeines and the pick-me-ups. So we're looking at things like sweet potato and quinoa and root vegetables. There's so many beautiful complex carbohydrates that will help us to balance out our hormones. So again, there's that balance of getting enough, but not too many. And I have found that that sweet spot is between hundred to 150 grams. And again, that's a sliding scale. So on the days where you're not training or you're not working out hard, you're low, you're closer to the 100. And when you're working out, you're closer to the 150. Now, when you start tracking and you start putting in this practice, you may find for you, you do better at a little bit more or a little bit less. That's where our individuality comes in. But we can't possibly know what that is until we've stuck to something for long enough. I like to track for anywhere from two weeks to 30 days, depending on where my client's starting point is and how quickly they can adapt to um, making these changes. Sometimes we need to make smaller changes so that they stick over time. And then other people can make quicker changes and stick to them. We're all different. And that's why one approach doesn't fit all, but the principles do. So that's the one thing I track and it's very easy thing to track. I find again on carb manager. The next thing I track is protein. Oh, this is a big one. Okay. For all my vegetarian and vegan friends out there, I'm just not, I'm not interested in learning how to get in my nutrients when it comes to protein from a vegan or vegetarian source. Is it possible? Absolutely, it is. However, it's just not my area of expertise. I have considered it in the past, but again, I think with anything, you need to be passionate about it. And so that's why I train. I only coach one-to-one clients who are actually meat eaters, or at least will eat some form of animal protein, whether it's eggs or a bit of dairy whatever it is, because again, I'm just not interested. It doesn't mean that you can't get there. Yes, you can, but you need to do your research and understand what protein sources that you can get that are really clean in order to meet the numbers. So the number I really like to aim for is 100 grams of protein. Now, 100 grams isn't necessarily enough for everyone because it's based on the amount we have should be based on our weight. And there are different theories out there depending where you look as to how much protein you should have. So you'll see anywhere as low from 0.4 per kilo up to 1.4 grams per kilo of your body weight. So I've just found over the years that this goal of 100 grams per day just has worked so well for the women that I coach. Mostly because for many Even if they don't quite get to 100, they'll get close to it. And that's already a huge improvement on where they're already at. Here's the thing where protein gets such a bad rap. They say that in society, we're eating too much protein, more protein than ever. It's actually not true. When I look at my clients' meal plans, and if you look at your own plate, chances are protein is the thing that we're 
skipping. And I actually like to have a protein centric diet in the sense that when I'm meal planning, the first thing I think of protein, the next thing I think of is carbohydrates. And the next thing I think of is good fats. I call it my trusted three um, formula, fat, fiber, and protein. Protein is just so essential for so many reasons, but one in terms of how you feel is that it helps you to feel full. It stabilizes your blood sugar levels. It is so key for brain health. (laughs) The amount of women that we have now suffering with things like dementia and Alzheimer's is just, it's through the roof. Even in my own life, I know so many women and in all those cases, they've had very high carbohydrate, high sugar diets and very low quality protein. So the quality of protein you eat is everything. Knowing where your protein comes from is imperative. I am forever reading labels, even if something looks like it's just chicken or just beef or just fish. I will read the label because they often love to sneak in extra things. I also don't buy things that are pre-seasoned. I buy as natural as possible. And then I season with my own quality seasons that I have at home. So the quality is everything. Protein isn't our hot dogs and sausage rolls. Like that is not quality protein. So I find again, if you can focus on protein, it's going, it just, you get so much bang for your buck in the sense of you get so much for the effort that you put in. And it's a simple thing to track. It's a simple thing to do. You can get really good at tracking it super easy. You'll be able to look at, you know, a four ounce chicken breast and say, okay, that's 25 grams of protein. And which means you don't need to be tracking forever because you're familiar with it. You're like, I know that salmon, a six ounce salmon or this piece of salmon is 30 grams of protein whatever it is that you're eating, but it's super easy to figure out. And then that stays with you, which is so powerful. So then again, you can let go of this tracking because as women, we're too busy. We don't need to add more things to our lists long-term. But like I said, tracking at the beginning is really good. What I love about tracking is that it's evidence. It's evidence for us as to Why are we feeling the way we are feeling? So here's my tips for tracking. If you want to feel better, this is key. First of all, I've got three steps for you. First of all, track for a few days. Take three days and track without judgment. Don't change anything you're doing. Just track what you're eating and what you're drinking. And again, when you type it into that little app, don't worry about the the calories or anything else. Just simply track, write down what you're having for your protein and for your carbohydrates. Be really honest with yourself. So if you're having something to drink, we often think, oh, that's not food and we don't track it. And yet that's really a slippery slope for so many. So track for three days without judgment. Then you can start to look and go, wow, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense as to why I am not sleeping well. This makes sense why my hormones are all over the place and maybe my mood is all over the place too. This makes sense why I'm so low energy and fatigued throughout the day. This makes sense why I'm crashing in the afternoon. This makes sense why I'm waking up exhausted even though I think that I slept, right? So again, it's a no judgment. You're simply 
tracking for three days for evidence to see where you are at. And I just find that to be so powerful. Then from there, step two is start to improve your protein profile. So how can you start incorporating protein into your meals, clean sources of protein, and ensuring that you're having them at every single meal? Um, I find that aiming for 25 to 30 grams at one meal is perfect. And at the beginning, this might feel hard for you if you're not used to doing it, but you'll also be surprised at how little that you need in order to reach that 25 to 30 grams. It doesn't take a big, huge, massive steak to get there. It's actually a relatively small portion when you look at it. You'll also start to learn about the different types of proteins and which ones are more protein dense. For example, steak versus I don't know, versus seafood, which one has higher levels of protein. Now, having said that, it doesn't mean that you're choosing the steak every day. Far from it. You actually really want to rotate your proteins, make sure that you're getting it from different sources. It just means that if you have something with lower protein, for example, then maybe you'll have an egg or two alongside with it. You'll look for a plant-based protein that you can add to that meal. Maybe you'll have some quinoa to up the protein profile if you need to. So it's key to, again, rotate just like anything. You want to have variety so that you're hitting different profiles of nutrients within your meals, within your week. So once you've got the protein, you're like, okay, this is easy. I've got this. It might take you a week. It might take you a couple of weeks. I wouldn't move on until you've got that. I find that when you start to go high protein, you naturally start to curb those carbohydrates simply because you're feeling full. You're feeling a lot fuller and you're not needing to fill it in with with empty calories and empty, not the carbohydrates are empty calories, but you know what I mean? We tend to tend to go for those refined carbohydrates when we are starving or hungry. So that's why I like to put protein first. Then you can start to refine your carbohydrates. And I actually think this is quite fun to do. One, we're often shocked at how many carbohydrates are in things. <laughs> or sometimes you'll be pleasantly surprised at something that you thought was a high carbohydrate and it's not quite as high as you thought. So start to look at that and start to pair it with your workout. So if you're doing a strength training session, then you want to make sure that you're closer to that 150 because you're going to need your energy. I'd like to work between 130 to 150 on those workout days. And then the non-workouts, I go anywhere from hundred to 120. So that's just like the ranges I'd like to work in. So you're going to start with number one, tracking for a few days with no judgment. Number two, start with your protein. And then number three, go to carbohydrates. Now, before I go, one thing I want to talk about is fats. I don't track fats, but I make sure that I have fats. Now, the only reason I don't track fats is because it's just one more job to do, one more thing to track. But I make sure that I include them in every single meal. The issue with fats for the majority of people it has to do with the quality of fats. They sneak fats into foods like you wouldn't believe. You see canola oil in everything. And canola oil, all these seed oils are extremely inflammatory. If you're someone that's looking to reduce inflammation in your body, the seed oils need to go. So the corn oil, the soy, soybean oil, all of those. 
you want to, I just like to focus on pure extra virgin olive oil. Um, coconut oil is a great one. Avocado oil. There's so many great oils. Even I even have full fat grass fed butter that I use to cook in or to spread on top of veggies. Fats are really important. They actually help you and are essential to absorbing um, fat soluble vitamins. So without them, there are some vitamins that your body won't absorb. So they're really important to include. But like I said, I don't go out of my way to have fats. I just make sure that I include them with each meal. So I look at my meal and I go, okay, fat, fiber, protein, and fiber is in, in the form of veggies is where I tend to focus. So the problems that we're really solving are that for the majority of us, we're not eating enough protein and the quality is usually not very high. Carbohydrates, we're either over-consuming, most of us are over-consuming, but in some situations, definitely under-consuming for long periods of time. And then when it comes to fats, it's the quality of fats that you really want to look at and you want to look at the labels. Okay, friends. So I hope that that helped you. I hope that that makes a real difference for you. Food truly is medicine and how we eat our food is so important in terms of the macronutrient um, portions and content. We are definitely overdoing it in these carbohydrates and high sugars and our, again, our blood sugar levels are all over the place. And it just, it doesn't take that long to start to feel good and you deserve to feel good again over those fancy schmancy drinks. Like I'm no purist. I'm not saying you can't have those. I don't know. Maybe I'll have one a season. If that, (laughs) after a while, when you eat really well and eat really clean, you really don't even crave those things. And that's hard to believe if you're fighting with cravings now, it's hard to think of how can you change that, but start to make those simple changes. Instead of getting that fancy coffee, just have a regular coffee with a little bit of full fat cream in it and no sugar. And it's amazing how our taste buds will change over time. So again, I just digress because I always like to give those little tips as best I can. So again, I hope that that's helped. If it has, please leave me a review on iTunes. It means the world. If you could share this podcast on Instagram or tag your friends or share it with a friend, it really means the world. It gets the message out there and it helps me to really keep motivated and to keep putting this information out there for you. You know that all I want to do is help women to feel incredible because that's what we all deserve. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.